Iran has been indoctrinating its fighters throughout the Middle East in the belief that Israel is the biggest obstacle to the return of the Mahdi and that there must be an apocalyptic war that destroys both Israel and Jews around the world. Sunnis, the majority of the world's Muslims, believe the Mahdi has not yet been born. The Prophet said, Hadith is in Abu Dawood, a man shall come towards the end of times. His name will be my name. And the name of his father will be the name of my father, meaning Muhammad ibn Abdullah. Shia Islam, which is dominated by Iran, teaches that the Mahdi is already alive and has been hiding for over a thousand years. Muslims in Iran believe the Mahdi is hiding in this well in the mosque of Jamkaran. Pilgrims peer down the well with flashlights, leave prayer requests for the Mahdi and hope he will reappear. Muslims believe that when the Mahdi returns, he will be accompanied by Jesus, known in Islam as the Prophet Isa, to rid the world of evil. Iranian leaders have seized upon belief in the final battle before the Mahdi's return to motivate its military and allies to fight harder to destroy Israel. Some believe in the next phase of its plan to wipe out Israel, Iran might initiate a multi-front attack through its heavily armed proxy armies in Lebanon, Syria and Iraq. Ibrahim and Brother Rashid say the doctrine of the Mahdi's return means that any attempts by Israel to make peace with the Muslim world will ultimately prove to be futile. So I don't think Israel could ever have permanent peace unless Islam were to completely change itself and become not Islam, to be something completely different. And Ibrahim worries that Iran might be willing to use a nuclear weapon against Israel to ensure the return of the Mahdi. Well, welcome to Understanding Our Times, the program where we look at current events that are happening in the country and around the world. And Josh, I'll tell you, 2024 is off and running. And folks, if you watched our program uh, in the past couple of weeks, I think the theme for this year is deception. And that first clip we saw, man, um, we see Islam is waiting for their Messiah. And talk about being deceived. Why don't you tell uh, our viewers what actually the Bible says about the real Messiah that's going to return? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's interesting that they uh, will recognize the existence of Jesus, but they see him as a prophet and not the true Messiah as the Bible depicts Jesus to be, as Jesus is actually. And these things have been dealt with since the time of Jesus himself. Jesus, in his ministry, we see this in Matthew chapter 16, deals with this. It's later on, it's before they uh, are about to go into Jerusalem in Jesus' final week. This is what happens in Caesarea Philippi between Jesus and his closest disciples. Matthew 16, 13 says this, now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? In essence, Jesus is saying, who am I? Who are people saying that I am? What, what are they saying about me? And verse 14, and they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And then he said to them, but who do you say that I am? 
recognize the the crowds, the people, the teachers are saying that Jesus is a wise teacher. He's a prophet. Maybe he's Elijah reincarnate. And then he turns the question to his specific disciples, Ken, and he says, "Who do you say that I am?" And listen how Peter answers this. Verse sixteen. Simon Peter replied, "You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God." And Jesus answered him, "Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven." Do you notice that there? Jesus himself asked Peter, "Who do you say that I am?" And Peter says, "You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God." Notice the definite article there. There's one and only Christ. That's Jesus. One and only, only Messiah. That's Jesus. One and only Son of the one and only Living God. There is the specific、uh, denotation there that Peter makes about the identity of Christ. And notice how Jesus tells him this. He says, "Peter, you didn't figure this out. You didn't put all the evidence and the facts together. This was revealed to you by God Himself." So, in essence, Jesus is saying, "Yes, I'm the Christ. You've recognized this, and it's not just your opinion or my opinion. This is what God Himself says. The Creator of heaven and earth says that Jesus is the Messiah, the Christ. Everyone else is a false Messiah, a false Christ, a false prophet." Because, tell me if I'm wrong, but most religions、uh, take part of the Bible and they twist it and turn it、uh, to their own narrative. In other words, Jesus was a good person; he was he's a prophet in Islam, but he's not the Son of God. So most religions, am I am I not right? Take what the Bible says and twist it and turn it. It's basically a, a ripoff、uh, to deceive people. And, and folks, that's what we're saying. We're we're going to be deceived. I think、mm-hmm. this year on a level like never before. Well, what else is going on in the world right now? We see this week was the start of the World Economic Forum meetings in Davos. I assure you, we'll be commenting on those events here、uh, in the coming weeks. We're also, I think, going to see some unprecedented events lining up this coming year because people are waking up, and the global elitists. Realize that people are waking up and they're on to their plan, and from all accounts, these globalists are planning some type of big event, catastrophic event, black swan event, like we we talked about in the past, and it just seems like you, you can almost feel it in the air that that people are waking up and realize something's going to happen with the upcoming election this year. Uh, who knows what they're going to do? I don't see these people giving up power. No, I, I just don't see that.、Uh, I, I pray、uh, that happens, but、uh, these globalists are moving into position and going to do things. I think to prevent that from happening. And understand, folks, that the people that are in power—it's not the majority of people around the world—but the people that hold power and control, pull the strings, they'll stop at nothing. Evil will stop at nothing to keep the power and control that we have, and we also see that AI now is going to run everything. Where we have this digital 24-hour surveillance system、uh, across the world, and it's going to influence the upcoming election. There's no doubt about it. The the、um, the people involved in AI, the developers of AI, are all saying that AI is definitely going to. Uh, influence this upcoming election, and they're saying whoever has the best AI system 
and controls the data is going to win. So we're looking at uh, an election, another election coming up, and they're even saying this, that human beings won't even control, mm. have any control over, over the upcoming elections. So uh, we're in a perilous time, folks. We're, we're in, a, I think, a dangerous place where we're losing our constitutional freedoms. We've removed Judeo-Christian values from our society. And whenever you do that, uh, evil presents itself. And we've said this uh, time and time again. I don't think as a nation... The, the leadership that we've turned away from God, I, th I think that's, that's, that train left the station. Yeah, yeah. I think our nation is rebelling and the world is rebelling against God. So let's take a look at a couple things here. Um, Luke 4.33, when I, when I think about our global leaders, Luke 4.33 and 34 pops to mind. And that verse says, 33 says, Now in the synagogue there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon. And he cried out with a loud voice saying, let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Mm -hmm. And when I thought about that and I thought about our leadership, I said, what if Jesus walked into the House of Representatives today? Sure. How many people would stand up yelling and crying and screaming Jesus, we know who you are. What do you want with us? Yeah, are you here to destroy us? Are you here to destroy us? I mean, if you look at the statutes and laws that we've passed mm -hmm. that are completely uh, demonic, I mean, we, we've changed every single one of God's laws. Every single one of them are an abomination to God. Mm -hmm. So as a nation, folks, realize that what we're doing God's going to respond. He's going to have an answer for what we're doing as a nation. Well, uh, a couple of announcements. Uh, a group of us are traveling to Australia and New Zealand here coming up uh, mm -hmm. the beginning of next month. If you go to Tom Hughes' website, Hope for Our Times, you'll see that February 2nd and 3rd, we're going to be on the Gold Coast of Australia, and a number of us are going, Pastor Billy Crone, Brandon Holthouse, Pete Garcia, Mano Gonzalez from Prophecy Watchers, and myself. You can live stream this, so go to Hope for Our Times and check that out. Like I said, we'll be in New Zealand, Auckland, New Zealand, on February 5th. You can live stream that also. On February 10th, we're going to be at Calvary Chapel, Pearl Harbor. And that's going to be an amazing time. If you want a good reason to go to Hawaii this February, that would be an excellent time, February 10th. You can go to, to the website at Cavalry Chapel Pearl Harbor and check that out. Or you can go to Billy Crone's website, getalifemedia.com. All right, so we're talking about these globalists, these elitists, and there's a couple of them that come to mind. This Chris Langon and Professor Yuval Harari. They're both intellects. Their IQs are off the charts. But what is amazing to me is they're secular humanists, mm -hmm. But yet, the things that they're saying are lining up with what the Bible says. And it's almost like if pastors aren't going to tell their flock what's coming, I'm going to use these secular humanists to do it. <laughs> and I want to play a clip for you, folks. This is an amazing clip. Listen carefully to what Chris Langon says at the beginning, and then listen really carefully to what Professor Yuval Harari says, and we'll comment on it. We're uh, uh, approaching a juncture 
And uh, this is a really a bifurcation it's, uh, into possible futures. One of those futures is that will take us toward a centralized form of government. Uh, it's more or less like a hive. A certain cohort of elites are going to be in charge, and everybody else is going to be, they'll be the overclass, and everybody else will be a kind of underclass, which serves them and uh, uh, does pretty much what they're told. Those who fail in the struggle against irrelevance would constitute a new useless class. People who are useless, not from the viewpoint of their friends and family, of course, but useless from the viewpoint of the economic and political system. And this useless class will be separated by an ever-growing gap from the ever more powerful elite. Alongside inequality, the other major danger we face is the rise of digital dictatorships that will monitor everyone all the time. A system that understands us better than we understand ourselves can predict our feelings and decisions, can manipulate our feelings and decisions, and can ultimately make decisions for us. But if this power falls into the hands of a 21st century Stalin, the result will be the worst totalitarian regime in human history, and we already have a number of applicants for the job of 21st century Stalin. Just imagine North Korea in 20 years when everybody has to wear a biometric bracelet which constantly monitors your blood pressure, your heart rate, your brain activity, 24 hours a day. You listen to a speech on the radio by the great leader, and they know what you actually feel. You can clap your hands and smile, but if you're angry, they know you'll be in the gulag tomorrow morning. So Josh, let's unpack this. What did they talk about? People being divided into classes by global elitists. Yeah. Um, people being this digital dictatorship that they're talking about, where one person or one government can control everything, what people buy, what people sell, where people go, what they're doing. And not only that, this is the amazing part where this is going, what they actually think and feel. That's, yeah. That was the alarming part. They're going to know what people think and feel, these digital systems that they want to connect, connect every person on the planet to, they say is going, that system will know ourselves better, or know us better than we know ourselves. I mean, it, it's this system that we've been talking about that's being set up. We believe it's the beast system that'll be here when the tribulation starts. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, it's just fascinating. As uh, Harari was saying those things four years ago, the smirk that was on his face of, you know, like almost Stalin was a joke. These things are just inevitable to happen. There are evil people everywhere that want to have power and dominion over things. It's just, and as he says that there's people already applying for the job, I, I would say that he's applying for a specific job that we could talk about later. But there's, there's evil that's ever rampant. And, you know, in four years, how has all this fallen into place? Yeah, I mean, he talked about someone rising this dictatorship and it'll be the worst dictatorship in world history well we know the bible tells us during the tribulation the beast system that the antichrist will be the worst 
dictatorship in world history. Yeah, let's just listen to what the scriptures say. Revelation chapter 13, beginning in verse 11, says this, Then I saw another beast rising out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, and it spoke like a dragon. It exercises all the authority of the first beast in its presence and makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast, whose mortal wound was healed. It performs great signs, even making fire come down from heaven to earth in front of people. In essence, it has miraculous abilities to um, show people its power. And, and, and verse 14 tells us uh, what that means. He says, in signs that will be followed, that it will be allowed to work in the presence of the feast, it deceives those who dwell on the earth, telling them to make an image for the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. And it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast might even speak and might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. So it has ultimate power to supposedly bring life, to bring something uh, that was inanimate to a living creature, an image to uh, something that's living, moving, and breathing that you can interact with. And I think that this can be done very easily through some sort of technological advancement. But it even gets worse. Any who would not bow to worship that would be slain. It's, it's, it's a recapitulation of Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel chapter 3. Remember, he builds an image. He says, if you do not bow to me, you're going to be put in the fiery furnace. We know what happened to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God rescued them. There was a fourth in the fire with them. I would believe that that was a Christophany. That's Jesus himself, pre-incarnate, providing for people who are faithfully following him. He is a faithful God. But it moves on past that in Revelation 13 and verse 16. It says, It also causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand and on the forehead, so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark that is the name of the beast or the number of its name. It is all about total, complete control for who lives, moves, and is. It, it, it's scary. And AI is going to allow the Antichrist, the false prophet, and their minions to literally uh, survey every single person on the planet all at once, mm -hmm. all in real time. Folks, we're seeing the setup for the beast system, the system that I believe will be in place during the seven-year tribulation. Uh, when, the anti when the church is removed during the rap from the rapture, the Antichrist will be given the keys to this, the whole world, mm -hmm. and we know what's going to happen. So, I mean, it's, a, it's, you know, I know people are anxious, but you shouldn't be anxious. You should say, wow, Bible prophecy is coming to light. Everything that we've been told now mm -hmm. is being set up right before our very eyes. And like we always say, it's not to scare us, it's to prepare us, yeah. and that's what we need to do. We need to be prepared uh, for the appearing of the Lord, and uh, I believe the rapture is, is going to happen. It's imminent, and it could happen at any moment. Well, folks, we have a couple other events that are coming up. On, on February 22nd through the 25th, Josh and I will be at New Ryland Mennonite Church in Leamington, Ontario, and that's right across the border uh, from Michigan, Detroit, Michigan. You could cross there it, to get into Canada, and Myself and Josh are also going to be down in Orlando from, on February 29th through March 3rd. We're going to be at the Prophecy Watchers Summit. You can go to www.orlandoprophecysummit.com, get information there. 
I know hotels are filling up quick, so if you want to join us down there, it's going to be a wonderful time. There's going to be about 15 of us down there. And then on March 14th, Josh and I will be at Lake City Community Church in Lakewood, Washington from 5 to 8.30 p.m. So folks, go to our website, olivetreeviews.org. Make sure you download our app. There's a lot of amazing things on our website. We have an online store where you can pick up some things uh, to help you with your walk with Christ. And uh, Josh, I know you want to close us out in prayer here. Yeah, absolutely. But before that, I also want to just encourage people. The reason we travel, the reason we go about is so that people can be encouraged by the word so that you can give. These are, in essence, opportunities that are non-invasive to bring friends that uh, might not understand or see these things so that they can hear about uh, what's happening in the world and ultimately hear about the good news of Jesus Christ. That's what we focus around. Our message here at Olive Tree is to get Jesus to the nations, even if it means using the current events, the things that are happening that are pointing us to the reality that Jesus is going to soon return. It's all focused on Christ. We, We don't travel to build a platform. We travel to share the gospel, to share the news of Jesus and, and walk through the opportunities that he has given us. Um, when it comes to all of this, this is the message. We see it, it's Jesus. Paul puts it perfectly together in the book of Colossians chapter 1. Chapter 1 verse 13 says this, He, Jesus, has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So, Really, there's, there's two family trees. If you are not in Jesus, if you haven't placed your faith in Christ Jesus, you're in Adam's family tree, which ultimately ends in death because of sin. There's separation between a holy God and a broken humanity. But Jesus came to bring reconciliation, as we'll see in a moment, to be able to pay for our sins so that we could, as fallen sinful people, be in relationship with a holy God. This is where Paul continues in Colossians 1 verse 15, he says, He, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He's the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Do you get it? Jesus is the perfect God-man, the creator of everything, who God the Father sent to a broken world to reconcile, to build back the relationship with fallen humanity. Jesus is God. He is preeminent. He is He's the creator. He's the sustainer. He is the one who can bring reconciliation. In essence, what we notice there in Colossians 1 is God never moved. God never changed. Humanity moved out of right relationship with God, and Jesus was sent to pull humanity, those who would believe in him, through faith, back into right relationship with a holy God. Verse 21 says this, And you who were once alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled, brought back in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him 
if indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister. Paul is saying, Jesus is the answer. Pursue him. Hold on to him. Abide in him. He's the one who rescued you when you first put your faith in him, and he's the one who will sustain you until you die, or he comes to take you to be with himself. Jesus is our hope and our strength. Friend, if you have not placed your faith in Jesus, I beg you today, do so. Friend, if you are staggering in your faith, if you are are walking uh, in a hard way, I, I beg you, lean into Jesus. He is sufficient for you. He will carry you through. He will sustain you, and he will give you the grace you need to endure these dark days. Hold on to Christ. Dive into his scriptures. Trust him and place your faith in him. Ken? What a great ending. Uh, not a better way to end it. Thanks, Josh. Yeah. And as we look at the things that are happening in the nation and around the world, it's really easy to get caught up in the news of the day. And 24 hour in this 24-hour-7 cycle of news, make sure that you take time to get into the Scripture. And like Josh said, draw Draw closer to Christ. That's, that's the main thing during these times. And yes, you want to be a watchman on the wall and tell people about the things uh, that are coming, but don't get so engulfed in it that it takes over your life and depresses you, and that's the only thing you do. We, we hear from people that get caught up in these news cycles, so please don't do that. Make sure you go out and be salt and light. Uh, be, be Christ to those around you, to your family and friends. Until next time, remember to keep looking up. 